I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. I am stressing to you. You take this outfit home and you burn it. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. One on one, I'm undefeated. Never lost. High fly ball in the right field. She is gone. That's over. It's reached. It's over. Way down top. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! First and goal from the two. Watson rolls to the right. Watson throws for a touchdown! In the right flat, Hunter Renfro scores with one second to go for the Clemson Tigers. Subban takes a long shot, missing the net. Ends up in the far corner. Around it comes over. A dirty shot towards the goal. Misfires. One second left to go. And the bucket of the car corner, and it's all over. The Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. And you can tell your ma, you can tell your pa, I'm going to send you back to Arkansas, Stanley Cup champions, 2017, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Walk off the road to redemption as the Warriors back home. The Golden State Warriors are the 2017 NBA champions. Astros lead 5-1. to one. Pitch on the way. Round ball, right side into the shift to his left, Altuve has it in short right, throws to first, and the Astros are 2017 World Series champions! For the first time ever, the Astros are baseball's best! Welcome everybody to the almost famous Wide Open Sportscast and our very first year in review episode. I'm Rick. Hey, I'm Feds, and welcome once again to the Wide Open Sportscast. Don't forget that you can interact with us and tell us about the best of 2017 for you on our Twitter feed at WideOpen underscore sports, and also make sure to give us a follow on Wide Open Sportscast on SoundCloud, as well as iTunes. Definitely one of our highlights of 2017, I would definitely say. Yes, sir. Definitely some great moments there. So basically what Rick and I are going to be doing today, we are recording on December 30th, 2017. The snow couldn't stop me from making my way over to our lovely New Hope Studios. What we're going to be doing today is we're going to be going over with you what we thought were some of the top headlines of 2017 and a few different areas of sports. And then we're going to give you a rundown of some of our best moments and then be on the lookout because we'll give you an opportunity to tell us what you thought some of your best moments were as well. Uh, Rick, I'd say we have a pretty great list here. Yeah, I, I like what we have so far. And do you want to start off with the NFL? Yeah, sure. So, NFL, top stories of 2017. I mean, where are we going to go talking about the NFL if we're not going to mention the fact that the Falcons blew a 28-3 lead? Yeah. Which, by the way, 28 plus 3 equals 31. The Falcons blew a 3-1 lead. A joke that is definitely now officially being left in 2017. I felt like it died at the end of January anyway. The, you know, so-and-so blew a 3-1 lead, but I think it's definitely a joke that's going to be left in this year. Yes. 
I mean, that that was huge. It was also the first ever uh, Super Bowl ever to go into overtime. Which you would think is very, very unbelievable to think there's been 51 Super Bowls and not a single one's gone to overtime. Yeah. And it took that long to get to at least it one took overtime took the 51st one to get there. Yeah. That is definitely true. Uh, next one is definitely the stand, sit, or kneel epidemic during the national anthem. Most w- definitely. Whether it be anti, anti-cop or anti-Trump, seems like every single... Anti, just anti-anything. There, Yeah, and how it's kind of, it, in the end, kind of lost its way. Because mm-hmm. everyone was doing it for their own personal gain, in a way, and that's never a good thing. It's supposed to be... If they're going to do it, they had to do it all for the same thing at the same time. And it just was brought into five different directions. And now, Rick, my question for you is looking ahead towards 2018. How do you think the NFL is going to handle this issue going forward? Uh, well, I think when the new NFLPA uh, has to be signed, I'm sure the NFL and the owners want something where the players kind of have to be forced to stand kind of like what the nba has right i think it would be the exact same thing what the nba has i think that's that's what's the next step on this because i mean i in the past couple of weeks of watching football i haven't really heard about it no it definitely has died down a lot but what do you think its overall effect has been on this season um i mean it's definitely left a stain uh and i mean the stupid things that people have done including the steelers not even coming out for the one game. Who was, that, was that Charlie Villanueva is the only one who went out? Yeah, Alexander. Alexander Villanueva. Villanueva. Charlie Villanueva is a basketball player. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's that. There's this, all, all the other standing standing for everyone else's what what they wanted to be for sitting or standing. So, uh, this was that was definitely a dig stigma on the air. Also, our next topic. Don't get the, me started, man. Was the injury epidemic. Whether it's from playing on Thursday night, which I complete think is complete bullshit, I think it's okay to play on Thursday night, or it's uh, just any other random injury. The CTE is now becoming such a big thing. Uh, do you think that's more of a stigma on the NFL? Right I now? definitely think so. I know it's definitely impacting if my kids are playing football or not. Um, so here's something I'm going to hit with you with uh, real quick, Rick. <laughs> I am about to go through with you the NFL all-injured team through 2017. Shit, hit me with it. Quarterbacks. Now, note that this is at the midway point. So this isn't including, like, Carson Wentz. Um, But still you had Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson. Mm Mm-hmm. All big players out. Running backs. I know this first one was a big hit for you. Uh, David Johnson. Yeah. Out Dalvin Cook for the Vikings, even though I think Latavius Murray did a good job filling in for him. He was out. Spencer Ware. Wide receivers. Odell. Edelman. Allen Robinson. Cameron Meredith. Quincy Inunua. Tight end Greg Olson basically missed the entire year. Then you're going to go and look at the defensive side. I mean, J.J. Watt obviously is a big one on there. Linebacker, you had Jordan Hicks for Philly went out. Whitney Marcellus for the Texans went out. Um, Denzel Perryman for the Chargers. Hightower for the Patriots. 
going back and looking at corners, um, Darby had a big injury for the Eagles at the beginning of the year. Stephon Gilmore, Tavon Young. There was a lot of names out. Peters. Yeah, Peters. um, Eric Berry for um, the Chiefs was out. Dan Bailey for the Cowboys. And, man, you saw when he came back the effect that that had on their season with his timeout. Yeah. Missing a lot of rough kicks. So what do you think is the main cause of the NFL's injury epidemic? Uh, I mean, I feel like it's kind of been increasing over the past couple years. It just, like, bodies are not supposed to be taking hits like this at – at this speed i mean that's part of the reason another thing is is certain players if they're doing something nonchalantly like i feel like a lot of acl i'm not i'm no doctor but from what it looks like when someone's trying to do a juke or take a step back and they tear an acl it's kind of like they're trying to go through the motions a lot of them not every single one of them a lot of them okay so i i feel like there's mistreating of the body is definitely one thing um, you, every player wants to be in the, be in the game every down, but if there's something wrong and you start feeling it, and you try to play through it and try to hurt yourself even more, it's going to cause effect like that. So. Well, and that was even a big story this year. Was you looked at the Texans put Tom Savage back in after he literally had a seizure on the field. But that was the doctors that put him back yeah. in. That was that was even that was odder. Yeah, like the doctors cleared him. And the Seahawks getting fined for putting Russell Wilson back in without going through concussion protocol. Yeah. Like, I don't I, – it was a rough year for the NFL. Yes. Just notice how at the beginning of the year the highlight was obviously ended on that highlight, the probably debatably one of the greatest Super Bowl games ever played, the Patriots coming back, forcing overtime. To go from that to just a year of injuries, controversy, we didn't even get into stuff about the owners fighting with each other, all the off-field issues. Yeah. McMahon is sitting there with a big smile on his face, getting ready to bring that XFL back. This is the XFL! Yes, he is. So that's definitely interesting. Um, so those are some of our top highlights for football. Again, you can let us know if you had any other high points or low points at the wide open underscore sports Twitter handle. Let us know what you thought. Uh, going over into the NBA, big story, obviously, again, Cavs Warriors 3. Warriors handling the Cavs in the finals. Kevin Durant really taking it upon himself to just dominate the finals. The story has become... Cavs, Warriors, or the field. All these super teams that have developed. And I must say, I feel like this year it's been a lot more even than a lot of people thought. Yes, I, I think go, going into 2018, I mean, the cream of the crop is not necessarily the Warriors or the Cavs, which is good. I mean, for for three years, if it, if it happens for three years and then they move on to something else and two other teams are the cream of the crop, I think that would be better for the NBA than, ju- than just the Cavs and the Warriors getting back in there for a number four for the Warriors probably win. Because you look at the standings right now, and the Cavs are in third. You got Boston's back ahead in first, and then Toronto's in second. Uh, and then you have the Bucks are hanging around. You got the Pistons. You have a lot of teams like that are hanging around in the East, especially yeah. now in the West, that loaded Western Conference. That's going to be our next highlight in a second. Is the Warriors are back in first, but still you have the Rockets, the Spurs, the Timberwolves are playing well, the Thunder are finding their groove. It's been a very interesting year in the NBA. Uh, yeah, I mean, and going into our next point, which was which would be the number two would be the NBA offseason of the century. 
so many different signings, so many shuffling of the players. And yes, I mean, that also did cause the Western Conference to become the powerhouse of the NBA, mm-hmm. but it's also creating great matchups. And like we've said in the past, the NBA is becoming really fun to watch now. Yeah, it's the like the way the Rockets had put it. The NBA is now an arms race. You're either in or you're out. Exactly. And you can definitely see that. Even look at like the Timberwolves have a very solid young team, and they picked up Jimmy Butler. They have some key pieces there for the future. Um, the Rockets last night lost their first game with Chris Paul. He returned, and they lost to the Wizards. Wow. And it was their first. He was he was 14-0 and with them. The Rockets are currently 5-5, five and five and, I mean, they're going through some interesting things. We were talking about controversy in the NFL. The NBA has had two controversial back-to-back nights. So I don't know if you saw two nights ago, the Celtics were down one. James Harden got an offensive foul for running through Marcus Smart. Celtics got it, got the layup, and then Marcus Smart went to go guard Harden again. They got frustrated, got separated, and then Harden ran through Marcus Smart, got another offensive foul, gave the Celtics the ball back, and they won. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I, I did see that, yeah. And then last night, Giannis was clearly out of bounds on his game-winning shot against the Thunder. His foot was on the line. The coaches saw it, the fans saw it, the players saw it, the Bucks saw it. And he was clearly stepped on the line, but you can look at the replay. They froze it, and there's Giannis driving towards the net. And the ref was right there, and the ref was not even looking at the foot. He was literally watching the play happen. Well, NBA refs don't look at feet, considering all the travels that happened. Yeah, no. But it was every single person in the arena knew Giannis was out of bounds. And they just, the Bucs knew, too. They just ran off the court, and they're like, okay, yep, Giannis, game-winning shot. Okay. Yeah. Um, but still, again, it's been very entertaining, and probably my top highlight for entertainment was the legendary performance of Russell Westbrook. True. Averaging a triple-double is absurd. It's only been done twice. This was the second time it was ever done. It is absolutely unreal to average that statistic. Uh, there, I, I never thought no, it, would, it would happen. There, there are no words to describe it. And now look at the Thunder. It you could people could almost argue that even though now they have Melo, they have Paul George, still Russell Westbrook still carrying the load for them. Yes, I mean, and like I said in the last podcast, if Russell Westbrook is hot, then that team is hot. Mm-hmm. Which they are right now. They've, so. they've jumped up to fifth, even though they lost last night to the Bucks. Should have been a win, but again, sometimes you gotta just. I mean, that take also just that also says how 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 bad I guess the. Thunder were compared to the rest of the NBA, where one player had to do that every single night. Yeah, so and still got them into the playoffs. And still got them into the playoffs. I mean, it was it was Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, and OKC. It wasn't just OKC. Yeah, no, not at all. That got them into the playoffs last year. Y- you could basically just say the team was Russell Westbrook. <laughs> yes. So. Um, that was for the NBA. Now, looking at baseball, definitely the big highlight here has to be the Astros bringing Glory back to Houston after Hurricane Harvey happened. I mean, it's, that was a great story. That's, that's such a good story, and it was it was fun to watch them play against the Dodgers. It's almost like when Boston won the World Series in 2013 after the Boston Marathon bombing. Yeah. It was like that coming home thing, like bringing healing to the city. Boston wins the Boston Strong year. Houston wins the year after 
um, the literally during the hurricane when it happened, you had their games were getting moved around, and yeah, that was just a, such a great story. Them playing the Dodgers, even the Astros and the Yankees in the ALCS was a very enjoyable series. I thought the MLB had a great postseason. I thought. Yeah, I mean, in in the long run, I wanted Cleveland to win the World Series, but I'm also pretty happy that Astro won the World Series just because, one, that story, two, their team was dominant, mm-hmm. three, they deserved it. For the, uh, what was it, the 2014 cover of Sports Illustrated said, your 2017 World Series champs, and it was a picture of... Uh-huh, I remember seeing uh, that. Who was who it? Was it Correa? I think so. Yeah, I think it was Correa on on it hitting a, hitting a home run or something. So I, to make that come true, kind of like one of those like Back to the Future type things, right? The, when they said the Cubs were going to win the World Series, and well, I mean it was a year after, but it was close enough. Yeah, still time travel confirmed. Yes. Um. So and then, speaking of Cleveland's magical run, that was just a crazy streak they went on. That was another point that we had on here. Yes. Yeah. That was definitely. Um, one, I I didn't, in in my opinion, I, I love the movie Moneyball. I didn't want to see that streak broken, but, I mean, I'm kind of over it now. Because mm-hmm. Moneyball is still completely different than what Cleveland had. Cleveland actually had, like, big-time players. They, they had a very solid team between Kubler with pitching. They had, they had a pretty good team, I thought. Mm-hmm. I was surprised to see them. I think they'll still be a team that can contend next year. Too. Oh yeah, Cleveland is definitely going to be in the in the hunt next year again. They should be at least. But, but now, so here is the team that could give them a run, and not only just this one player in specific, but a whole bunch of younger players who really came to the forefront this year. Uh, you got to give Aaron Judge credit. All rise, him. The rise of him. The rise of Bellinger. There were so many rookies that took center stage this year. I mean, it's good. Future is bright for the MLB. Because I felt like the MLB kind of needed like a new face. Um, yeah, because I mean, I was, I mean, Derek Jeter retired and wasn't really anything in his last year, and is now apparently destroying the Marlins. Yeah, apparently. Uh, I think I think it's good that I, I wouldn't call Aaron Judge just yet. The face, mm-hmm. but I mean, he is definitely a figure out there. So, I think there's still other faces out there right now, like uh, like uh, Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper, Trout, Trout. Um, who the hell am I thinking? A pitcher for the Dodgers? Oh, Kershaw, Kershaw. Thank you. Wow, yeah. that was way too hard. Yeah, I mean, those are. I feel like those are more the faces right now for the MLB. I mean, he is definitely a figure out there, but the faces still. They have that little group right there, but they can obviously expand to another person. With the signings that the Evil Empire, which is officially reemerged, are they your favorite for the World Series next year? Uh, according to Vegas, they are. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, probably, yeah. I'm gonna say yes. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's that's unfortunate for the both of us. There. Um, if you think someone else is going to be the World Series champion, let us know again that you can tell us what you think of our highlights at our Twitter feed at wide open underscore sports. And don't forget to share the love, listen in on Wide Open Sportscast on SoundCloud, and give us a subscription on iTunes as well. You don't even have to do anything, it just goes right to your phone and you can pop it in and listen right there. You're going to be a cold next few days in the Northeast. Uh, so. 
you'll have some perfect listening material as you're counting down towards 2018. And man, Rick, um, with us going to the Eagles tomorrow, are you ready for 20 degrees? I'm ready. I need to train myself because I'm going up to Vermont next week. <laughs> well, that's literally perfect training. Yes. Brace yourself. Winter is here. <laughs> um, college sports. We're going to kind of move football and basketball all into one big thing, but definitely the top story in college sports this year um, the, on the good side was Clemson beating Bama in Clemson Bama 2 and what was my game of the year. Yeah, Deshaun Watson did amazing and like I, I said, the the game-winning drive was absolutely perfect. Yeah, that that's you know that doesn't get any better than that. My personal game for the year, and also your other champion in college sports, North Carolina, returned to the top of the college basketball world. I mean, I, for me, that's not as big as like say last year when Villanova did it. That was an that amazing. was amazing. But yeah, I mean, it's it was a pretty incredible story for Carolina to make it back in because they've been struggling for the past few years. I feel like North Carolina always goes through these little streaks where they'll disappear for like two, three years, and then they'll come back and win a national championship. It's like they literally build from the ground up and they'll win or make some noise every two, three years. Yeah. And then make their way back. Um, but obviously, the one big cloud over just college sports in general was the FBI exposing college hoops, specifically Louisville, with the whole, you know, Adidas paying athletes to go and bribing them to go to Adidas-sponsored schools, getting them agents, all these benefits. Definitely doesn't look good for just the NCAA, period. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm a big advocate for giving players some sort of stipend, some sort of pay for playing in these games because they can't do anything else. LeVar Ball? Uh, yes, but I I feel like that was definitely the wrong way, kind of just like sneaking around like that. There needs to be some sort of official way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this is not. I, I I can guarantee you, in the next year or two, there's going to be another controversy. Maybe not to this extent, but there is going to be another controversy like this. Benefits, benefits, yeah, the something. Because it's so hard to get away. Miami's um. Which called the booster, the bounty program they had set up. Yeah, Johnny Manziel getting in trouble for signing a football or a helmet, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, and then looking over at the NHL, again, as hardcore Devils fans, we hate to say it, but the Penguins repeated in stylish fashion, even though they're not looking too good this year. But for us, the true story of the year in the NHL was the magical run of the Predators. Yeah. As an eight seed running through the one, two, and three seed with like easily in easy fashion and then the entire country the entire world getting to see what nashville predator hockey was all about and again it was it was fun watching that being there for game three being in the crowd and in the bars around the uh arena watching the game was an incredible experience it is it's a it is a true hockey town and they're also getting a new soccer team as well. Nashville SC is going to be the 23rd or 24th team in the MLS. They were just awarded the um, bid. And a big thing is people had to have seen how they were with the Predators and see how much that city embraces its team. So it was it was great to see that story, even though they did come up just short in the end. Yeah, I mean, they did just come up short, but they definitely turned some heads. 
Uh, so that was definitely a huge, huge, huge upset. Next one for us would be Brian Boyle beating cancer. And the Rangers. <laughs> but Brian Brian Boyle coming out of – or had to sit out the first couple of games, but he's still playing while fighting cancer. He's taking uh, medical treatment for it. He doesn't have to go through chemo, but he is he, – I guess it's kind of just like a pill form type thing, mm-hmm. treatment that he has to do. And he it sounds like as of right now he is beating cancer. So that was just an amazing story right there. Uh and then finally, the the expansion draft and the expansion team of Vegas. And who is now the best of the West. Who is now well. the best of the West. Who saw that coming? Uh, yeah, not I mean, at all. They beat the Kings the other night to lock that up. And I love their, um, their, their Twitter account. We always give a lot of props to. Tweeted out, no one's been on this magical of a carpet ride since Aladdin and Jasmine. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So, good on them. When I, I saw them in Dallas play the Stars when I was visiting my younger brother, they were a fun team to watch. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. They, well, one thing about this expansion draft that's different was the NHL was more uh, was more favorable to the new team because uh, less players were able to be kept by a team. Yeah. So, they had a bigger pool to drive from. So, that definitely helped. They had a lot of draft picks. Not all of them panned out, but they've had a lot of draft picks. So they have, and and their their AHL affiliates doing pretty good too. So they are an amazing story. I I was I was I was going to be happy with them if they were going to finish the season with a winning season. I remember saying that at the beginning of the year when yeah, we did not, like kind of our preview show. Not like best of the West. Not like best of the West. This is definitely a little bit different than what I was thinking, but good for them. And it, if you had to pick, who do you think is the with the NHL looking to make more of an expansion? Who do you think is the next franchise? Which city gets it? Uh, it sounds like as of right now, Seattle is probably going to get it. Mm-hmm. The the redoing Key Arena and a bid to bring them and the SuperSonics back. Yeah, so I I think them. Would be uh, big. Uh, I know it was talks about Seattle, but I don't think that's going to happen. Another talk, maybe like way in the future, would be Houston mm-hmm. would uh, possibly get one. Um, I don't think there would be another uh, California one. No. Unless they bring back like the Oakland Seals, but. <laughs> Uh, Intergasting. Yeah. So, um, Rick, I'm going to let you get into the next one. Rick and I also both have our specialty sports, and we consider Rick the NASCAR expert amongst us. So, Rick, why don't you give us our your top three headlines in NASCAR this year? So, the top three headlines I thought were, uh, first off, uh, Monster Energy becomes the title sponsor of the top division, which makes it the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. Uh they did a lot of changes this year. They obviously changed the trophy. They changed the uh, playoffs, how that how you were able to get in, and also it made it more competitive. How you had to get in with the different points at the different stages. It's also the first first time in like 50 years that a new racing flag was made for the stage racing. So that was also kind of interesting. Second, my big thing was Martin Truex Jr. wins the Cup. For that the Monster was Energy NASCAR Cup Series, and becomes the first driver from New Jersey to win the Cup. So there's not too much racing in New Jersey. So a guy that's from New Jersey, from a small town here, to win it is huge. At least for me and Fez being from New Jersey, but 
And then finally, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. retires from the, from the sport. Also Matt Kenseth, but I don't think he had as big of an impact as Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale, this is going to be the first time in years that there won't be like a Earnhardt that's full-time racing in the NASCAR Cup Series for since like the 70s. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's, that's going to be huge. Um, and the sport is going to need like a brand new face. There, there, there needs to be someone that steps out and puts himself in the forefront besides Dale Earnhardt Jr. Because it's going to be a rough couple of years for the sport. Mm-hmm. So that's my, those are my top three for NASCAR. What do you got for uh, soccer? All right. So obviously, number one story has to be USA missing the World Cup. That obviously tore us. You guys heard my infamous 20-minute screaming rant that the cops thankfully did not show up to our studios for. Um, but it wasn't only the U.S. who was missing the World Cup. You had the Italians miss the World Cup, the Netherlands miss the World Cup, the Chileans miss the World Cup. It's definitely going to be a very interesting World Cup year, especially when you're looking at the group play. There's no real group of death this year because every team is pretty much even. You have two top-heavy teams and then two other teams that could make a run. Um, obviously, a fan favorite for this year's World Cup will be Iceland, but obviously the absolute failure of the U.S. failing to beat Trinidad and freaking Tobago to make the World Cup has to be one of the top stories of the year. Um, secondly, the new era of the transfer market where now players are going for hundreds of millions of dollars. You had Neymar go for $230 million. You had Usman Dembele go for about 150. The Liverpool just got Virgil van Dijk for $75 million. That's the highest someone's yeah. ever play- paid for a defender and it makes you wonder are all these teams going to be able to keep up these spending sprees uh manchester city obviously threw about 300 million dollars into their team but they're going for their 19th win in a row which has never been done before uh tomorrow against crystal palace so definitely the new era of the transfer market and also here in america as well to put an american twist on it with the mls is the mls has been now going away from that retail retirement league um mindset where you had the likes of when gerard came to the galaxy you had pirlo lampard via come to new york city you had thierry Henry go to the red bull schweinsteiger on chicago fire you're they're not really going towards being a retirement league anymore now where they're going towards is pulling up these young south american promising superstars um like atlanta united getting miguel almarone joseph martinez atlanta had the most successful season out of any expansion team in mls history you have sc dallas has been growing young south american talent uh new york city fc has a few they're going to be signing someone in a few days called jesus medina from paraguay who's 19 who was picked up by Manchester City but is going to be in playing for New York City for a few years. So the MLS also taking big steps for them, um, not only announcing Nashville as a new expansion team, and they'll also be announcing either Cincinnati, Detroit, or Sacramento as another expansion team as well. Um, It's growing, and also they are getting rid of this retirement league mentality. 
which is a big step for them. I know I trash the MLS all the time, but it's definitely taking the right steps. Yeah. Uh, and then two things just to close up. Obviously, my big game moment of the year has to be Barcelona beats PSG 6-1 in Champions League. Uh, the reason why you're thinking why would Feds pick a 6-1 game as the moment of the year. Uh, Champions League, PSG was up 4-0 on aggregate to go to the next round of Champions League. And then Barcelona needed to win by five, and they scored three goals in the last ten minutes to do it. Uh, Neymar, when he was still with Barcelona, setting up the game-winning assist. So that was a phenomenal game to watch. And also in soccer, it's a little bit of the end of an era. As Kaká, Philip Lahm, uh, Xabi Alonso, Francisco Totti, and Andrea Pirlo all retired this year. So it's going to be ushering in a new year of soccer with all of these world-famous players retiring. Yeah, it's going to be uh, kind of like uh, with NASCAR. It's good. They need a new new faces coming in, and they have them. They yeah. have them more than they do in NASCAR. Yeah. So um, those are our top highlights for all of our sports that we cover here. Again, you can find us on the wide open underscore sports Twitter feed. Tell us what you think. And also make sure to give us a subscription on iTunes at Wide Open Sportscast. Rick, let's run through our best moments of 2017. We have a few criteria here that we're going to go through. And again, what you can do is tell us what you think of everything that we have on here. Um, if you think that you have a better championship moment, I know a lot of you might because... We have a little, taking a little bit of a different route with it. Best individual performance, best team. We have game of the year, so on and so forth. Let's start with that championship moment. Rick, what was your best championship moment of 2017? Mine was Clemson taking down the tide. Uh, I don't think anything for me would really top that. Um, there are very few things that are better than seeing Alabama lose. It, it's it's not it's not Alabama's fault, but they're just so dominant in college football that it's gratifying when another team comes in. Now, Clemson Clemson is now becoming a powerhouse to the extent of Alabama. And we'll have Clemson-Bama 3 in two days. Yes, we will have that. But I, I feel like just for me, for growing up, ever since, ever since Saban, whenever he took over, came back from the Dolphins, but ever since Saban came back, They've just been on top the entire time, mm -hmm. nearly the entire time. And yeah. You always see them in the championship game. So, I, for me, it's uh, Clemson taking down the tie. What do you have? I'm going to go with the Astros bringing glory back to Houston after Hurricane Harvey. Again, it, it's just such a feel-good story. You have a team that hasn't won in so long, a team that even though Houston knocked out Boston in the – uh, first round in the division series. It, uh, it was a feel-good story to see the Astros go on and get the job done. So I would definitely have to say the Astros. Um, best individual performance of 2017. I have to go with Russell Westbrook averaging a triple yeah, double. It just I can't. I can't really think of one that's better than that. Those are just. It's a performance of legendary proportions. Yes. To do that and be that dominant over 82 games and literally put the team on your back. Yeah, there's never been more of a time exactly what you just said, putting the team on your back, than Russell Westbrook. Like I said before, it was Russell Westbrook and OKC. It wasn't just OKC. Yeah. It was Russell Westbrook's team. And it still is Russell Westbrook's team, but he has more help now. Right. Uh, and he doesn't have to do the triple-double every night, even though he'd probably love to. Uh, but, yeah, Russell Westbrook's individual 
effort there. Best team of 2017. Uh, I went with the Patriots, and the reason why I went with the Patriots is just because of the consistency over the years. Uh, there's never been such a consistent team. They won the Super Bowl last year. They're looking like they're pushing towards another Super Bowl run this year. So I'm going to go with the Patriots. Now, Rick, here's my question for you. There's only one quarterback who has beaten Tom Brady in Foxborough in the playoffs. Name that quarterback. Amen. Nope. Yep, in the playoffs. Big Ben? Nope. Playoffs. Only one quarterback. Who is it? Joe Flacco. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Because they're saying if, if the Ravens win, get in the sixth seed, and then they end up beating whoever the three seed is. If Pittsburgh somehow loses to the Browns and the Jags beat the Titans, and it's Steelers-Ravens in the first round, which is something I'm sure you would love to avoid. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely got to go with the Patriots. And then my top team of 2017, just for the run they're on right now, has to be Manchester City, going for an unprecedented 19th straight Premier League win. Already has shattered the record. They're already 15 points clear. They're going to win the title. It's over, and the season's not even just over halfway done. And they've already pretty much won the championship. Um, uh, that win streak, it's 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 unheard of to go on in the Premier League, the toughest league in the world to play in as far as the major leagues in soccer. And to go and win 19 straight games is just absurd. Um, what about your game of the year? Mine, I'm going to go with Clemson Bama uh, 2 in the national championship. Again, it was such a high-scoring back-and-forth affair, especially something you don't expect from Alabama, seeing them give up a lot of points. But the perfect drive at the end, Deshaun Watson gets the last-second touchdown to win the national championship. That was phenomenal. What about yours? Mine was Super Bowl 51 um, for a couple reasons. One, uh, how dominant the Atlanta Falcons were into the first three quarters, and then to get to lose it 31 to was it 31 to 28? 28 yeah. yeah, it was the 31-28. Um, the catch by Edelman was unbelievable. The uh, the overall play was fun. It was the first Super Bowl ever to go into overtime, and also the memory of. Me and all the other non-correction. It was, it was 34-20. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, because it was yeah. a touchdown. Yeah, uh -huh. right. Uh, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the memory of me and all the other non-Patriots fan at this one Super Bowl party I was at at my buddy Rich's house, and there was one Patriots fan there, and we were like, ah, oh, they're getting dominated after the first half. We watched Lady Gaga jump off the fucking roof, and all of a sudden. They come back and he's throwing it back in our faces. It was it was a memory I will not forget for me being cocky as hell. It's literally I think it's just karma for the entire world who was just laughing in the face of New England getting like slaughtered on national on worldwide television just for Brady and Belichick to come back and get the last laugh at all of us. Yes. Um, underdog story of the year. Mine has to go to the Michigan men's basketball team, who was about a 500 team. They didn't really do 
anything too crazy in the regular season. And then on their flight to the Big Ten tournament, had to make an emergency landing in which the entire team was nearly killed in. It was, they had a very, very bad um, experience landing their plane. And they literally got no sleep. They ended up getting to where they're supposed to be at like 2 o'clock in the morning. And then they go and just run through the Big Ten after this traumatic life-death experience. And they beat Wisconsin to win the Big Ten championship. Yeah. Which is, it's, you know, to go and have that type of experience. Yeah, almost true. being killed and then go back and you win the championship. Yeah. You know, so definitely got to give it to Michigan. What about you? Uh, mine was the National Predators being an 8 seed going into the Stanley Cup playoffs, dominating everyone until getting to the Stanley Cup finals. But they dominated every team they went past, the so three teams before they had to face the Pittsburgh Penguins. Because uh, no one no one expected them to make it as far as they did. And honestly, they should be really proud of what they did to get there. You and I were saying there weren't really a lot of underdog stories this year. No, it didn't it didn't seem like too many cuz one the NBA was a very was dominated by the Cavs and the Warriors uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, college football, of course, it was uh, Bama Clemson. Bama Clemson. That was pretty much predicted from the beginning of the year. Uh, college basketball, I really don't know. Um North Carolina is always a favorite. Yeah, and I, I feared like the, the underdog story was Villanova the year beforehand for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, football, I mean, Patriots won. I mean, I guess Atlanta may have been an underdog story because they they weren't expected to be there in a way, but I mean, they were still there and they blew it. So I feel like there wasn't really a big underdog story of last year. Yeah. Or 2017, I should say. What about your comeback player of 2017? So my comeback player hasn't even played this year, and that's Teddy Bridgewater. Coming back from an injury that only only three players have ever come back in the NFL to play, to hopefully for him to play again, Teddy Bridgewater. That's that's my comeback of the year just because of the horri- how horrific the injury was and how he's doing now with it. Is, is he starting tomorrow? Uh... Probably between him or Sam Bradford. Mm-hmm. Sam Bradford. Yeah. Um. So speaking of the Vikings, that would be my comeback player of the year. Has to be a combination of Case Keenum and Jared Goff. I have to give it to the both of them. Two players who everyone counted out after a miserable season with the Rams last year. Like Case Keenum was literally the laughing stock of the league, and now has the Vikings in pole position to make a Super Bowl run. Especially now, who knows what the Eagles are going to do without uh, Carson Wentz. The Vikings could very well be the first team in NFL history to play a home Super Bowl game. Because of Case Keenum and then look at Jared Goff. Like, just that entire Rams team period between Goff, Gurley, you can almost literally put that entire LA Rams team as comeback players of the year. It's it's incredible the turnaround that um, Sean McVay has done there. Yeah, uh, I also found it kind of funny. I mean, it sucks that Wentz went down, but... It's a funny stat. The last three quarterbacks that uh, Jeff Fisher ever coached are now the top quarterbacks for the top three teams of the NFC. Yeah. Yeah. So I always yeah. thought that was funny. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Foles, Keenum. K- Case Keenum, good for – especially Case Keenum. I say yeah. Case Keenum, good for him because he was he was thrown away right away. Jared Goff, of course, they're going to give him another chance because he was a rookie last year. But Jared Goff doing amazing this year. I mean, it helps that he has Todd Gurley in the backfield. Todd Gurley needs to get what, like, Le'Veon Bell wants – in money. Yeah, I think. Especially when what very well could be an MVP 
campaign. Yeah, he scored like 50-some points for, for fantasy. The last, last two year. weeks. Yeah, yeah, he's been crazy. Um, What about your fight of the year and now a catch? This could be inside or outside of the ring. I kept it safe. It went inside the ring. I made Mayweather-McGregor. Even though it was not that great of a fight, just the, the overall, like, everyone wanting it and we finally getting it and we got it and it was better than what people thought we were going to get even though it wasn't the greatest fight and a lot a lot of people bought the pay-per-view it was not it wasn't the most i think still pacquiao mayweather was still more than them but so a lot of people bought it and it was it was a fun fight it was fun that actually happened and who knows it may happen again so in the octagon <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Um, my fight of the year happened outside the ring with Bryce Harper versus Hunter Strickland when he broke out the baseball bench clearing brawl of the year. This the, the literally For stupid reasons. Yeah, like he, he like threw his helmet. He got he got punched well, in Bryce, the face. He Bryce got like Har he got destroyed. It was it was the year that the last last time that the Giants won the uh, the. Uh, trying to say the world series the last time the giants won the world series he bryce harper went yard on him and he won revenge all the way from what was it 2014 yeah yeah and that's that's so petty i mean you don't get to see the same batter all the time especially that's, that's so, so a, petty that's it was a like cross so, conference game. i mean it was good it was fun fight i mean besides the fact bryce harper's throw of his helmet was pretty ridiculous yeah but hunter strickland is kind of kind of a prick in my opinion now who had a better throw Bryce Harper throwing, attempting to throw his helmet at Hunter Strickland, or 50 Cent's first pitch at the Mets game. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give Bryce Harper the benefit of the doubt because it's not a ball that he was throwing. Uh huh. Well, 50 Cent was not. That was that was not the All Star game. That was like a couple games before the All Star game. Yeah, it was for the Mets. Yeah, yeah, for the Mets. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Bryce Harper. I'll, I'll give it to Bryce Harper just because he wasn't throwing a baseball. Just a bit outside. <laughs> uh, what about your controversy of the year? I'd say the whole Zeke, Jerry Jones, uh, uh, Roger Goodell controversy. Um, because there's so many different sides and so many different scenarios that could have happened and should have happened that didn't happen necessarily. Like if Zeke took the penalty or took the penalty right away, I think the Giants or not, wow, the Giants, the Dallas Cowboys would be in a better scenario than they are now. Uh, the Jerry Jones between the Roger Goodell fights and plus the, all the other co uh, not coaches owners that are for Roger Goodell, uh, that was a huge. Um, just that whole stigma around the Dallas Cowboys, which seems like they've been for a couple years, ever since, uh, what was the defensive lineman that they signed that beat his wife? Uh, what's his face? He was a Carolina Panther. Whatever, his we'll name. We'll come back to yeah, him. His, his name's very insignificant. Uh, like, they've been in that stigma, but I mean, I feel like the Zeke one wasn't as warranted as that one. As the shit that Jerry Jones got for that. Zeke, uh... Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy, thank you. Uh, but Zeke, it seemed like there's many many signs saying it wasn't exactly true what ha what Zeke did, uh, but there still could have happened. I mean, you don't want to say that the person was crying wolf, but there was also signs of they're crying just to screw with someone. Mm -hmm. So it, that, that was a very big distracting part of the year for one team, but, I mean, also for the, the NFL because of Jerry Jones call, calling a... Uh, calling Kraft a pussy <laughs> for doing for trying what he did to Roger Goodell, he would do it harder, even though nothing's gonna happen now. Yeah, 
But yeah, so I think that's my big controversy of the year. What's yours? Um, gotta be the kneeling, yeah, standing, sitting. Gotta put my hand up, whatever it is. Um, twelve of the thirty-two nominees for NFL Man of the Year were protesters of the flag. Really, I think that's going to be very interesting. That's. that's I was gonna say that's literally half. Um, quick math, Rick. Yeah. Two plus two is four. Minus Duh. one plus three. Um, so that's going to get very interesting when that comes into effect. Um, if J.J. Watt doesn't get the man of the year, that's the controversy of the century. Um, yes and no. I mean, he did an amazing thing, but I could other, see other people doing doing things maybe not on as big of a scale, but like, I could see other people have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is on there? Like I know Malcolm Jenkins is on there. Greg Olson for the Eagles. Greg Olson, Alex Smith, Michael Bennett. Uh, there's a few big names on there. So, uh, so wait. So cut. Well, not Kyle. Chris Long isn't on there for the Eagles. No, who's on? Um, really? Because he's donating his his whole paycheck of this year. Yeah, we're gonna get into that at the end. But yeah, he uh yeah Chris Long donating his um paychecks no it was malcolm jenkins for his work in the inner cities with kids about um race you know like police awareness like trying to break the stereotype of all the police brutality and everything like working with inner city kids with those types of skills basically um he's given a lot of money in working with that uh so now that we've looked back on 2017 give me your top three stories you're watching in 2018 so my top three is, will one, will Trump have a big effect on sports as he did this year? I think that that's a little different, but a very interesting one. I think, uh, I think he, he had a huge effect on what people said, which caused a lot of the kneeling in the NFL this year. Literally plus, all teams did it together. Plus the, the tweeting from NBA players and, and other teams. Uh, my number two, I think, will the NBA Finals live up to the hype of last year? Now, last year they had the Pittsburgh Penguins, they had uh, the National Predators, but the, the entirety of the playoffs, it was a great playoff overall. It was fun to watch. So, so many good plays from last year. If like they did a montage, there would be so many clips of that in that montage. Mm-hmm. My number three... I believe is the 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 rest of the NBA season. The NBA season so far has been a lot of fun. People need to start watching NBA more. Uh, I believe a couple a couple weeks ago we mentioned that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said it is the future sport of America. Mark Cuban had something along those lines too of saying, yeah. "Do you want to watch your kid get fit running up and down a court, or watch him get brain disease?" And I think the NBA is going to become bigger and bigger. Um, whether whether you like it or not, the NBA is fun to watch this year. And I think it's going to continue to be fun to watch. All right, what are your three there, Feds? Um, already harped on it, but can the NFL rebound from a turbulent season? I mean, it's definitely been a down year. So many distractions. It's It's been a rough year for the NFL, so definitely in 2018. I'm going to watch, can these playoffs provide us with a rebound? And then also, can just the start of next year, the offseason, can we fix all the things that have made the NFL just tough to watch this year? Um, secondly, you said that like the rest of the NBA um, season, does the field actually have a shot against the Warriors and the Cavs? Are we actually going to see someone new in the finals? So that's something I'm definitely looking for. And then lastly, is I'm paying very close attention 
to the rest of the Champions League season in Europe this year. You're in your final round of 16. There is no clear-cut winner. There really isn't. Like, last year, is just a foregone conclusion that Real Madrid was going to win it all again. They're struggling this year. You have um, you have five English teams. You have Tottenham, Liverpool, um, City, United, and Chelsea all still involved. You have Barcelona's there, Juventus, Bayern. There's no clear-cut winner this year, which I think is going to make it very, very interesting. I'm going to make a prediction on one of yours, the uh, Warriors-Cavs. Is there going to be a Warriors-Cavs 4? Okay. No. And I think the Warriors are not going to make it just because of how hard the West is. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be bre- beaten and bruised more than the Cavs would be because Cavs haven't even gotten Isaiah Thomas back yet. So I think the Cavs are only going to go up. The Warriors, they're not – I just feel like every team is going to be going for the Warriors in the West, and the West is so – so 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 more dominant than the East right now mm-hmm. that they're just going to be beat up by the end. Yeah, going we will, into the Western Conference Finals, we will see. So it was a great 2017. So what we're going to do now is we're going to hit into our final drive. But before we get into our final drive, again, you've heard our highlights. Uh, if you think you have a better underdog story, if you actually think there was an underdog story, um, you have a controversy of the year, anything else, uh, let us know at the wide open underscore sports Twitter feed and make sure to give us a follow on wide open sportscast on SoundCloud and iTunes. That was 2017 looking to head towards the 2018. But before we wrap it up, let's go over the final drive, our best final drive moments from the year. So some of the best stories that we talked about. You could start off during it. So starting off, um, this actually goes back all the way to episode two. Is when the Jags had asked their fans to give them a gift that is going to summarize their season, and it was, went very very bad. The Jags like were doing gifts like like thumbs down, the bags on their heads, jumping off of buildings, all this awful stuff. But whoever knew with a win and a Steelers loss, the Jags could get a buy. Whoever saw that coming. So that's definitely my first one. Uh, what do you got? Uh, my first one is Martin Truex Jr. winning the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. But on the same day, Dale Jr.'s retirement. That was just such a huge day. For me, I know we talked about it a lot, but I know just for me, that was mm-hmm. huge. Uh, secondly, I have the marathon car going the wrong way in the Venice Marathon that took a lot of the racers off course and they turned around like, oh, what the heck? I'm not supposed to be going this way. Uh, that was just funny, and as a runner, half marathon runner, that was that was very funny to see. Uh, what do you got secondly? I got Gene Skeletor measuring a first down with a folded over index card. Uh, with how ridiculous that was, and even the NFL saying, "Yeah, that probably shouldn't have happened," and it was a first down, even though I don't know, it could have it could have been a fourth down. Really don't know. Uh, but I feel like whenever there's some type of officials controversy in the nfl it's gene yes and after all the times that we've actually we've met gene uh steratore he refs rider basketball games well he did i don't know if he still does but he did and we had we would have a few conversations with him whenever we had the chance to see him so come on gene (laughs) um third john gruden describing the eagles pass rush long cocks not suitable for work Yes. 
my next one is Elements Catch in Super Bowl 51. That play was just unbelievable. I, even in my opinion, even better than the helmet catch of the Giants. It was Patriots. about time. Like if you look at the Patriots in the Super Bowl, they are always outdone by some miraculous catch. You had the um, Tyree catch. And then even when they lost again to the Giants, you had the Mario Manningham catch with the you know the tip tap on third down towards the sideline. They almost got screwed over by um, Curse, the catch in the Seahawks Super Bowl. Except then the Seahawks decided to throw on yep. the second and goal from the one. Uh, we all know how that ended. It was about time, like or dislike New England, that they had a crazy catch go in their favor for yes. once. Uh, I've got fourth. Um, a youth soccer coach from Fairlawn when he got suspended, fired, and charged with assault for headbutting the other coach after the game, and he apparently punched a little nine-year-old during the fight. Uh, definitely a top it's, headline. It's not, it's not funny, but just like that, just that whole sentence is funny. Yeah. It's, oh my god. Uh, what you got next? Uh, I just say the Vegas Golden Knights Twitter. Wait. Uh, everyone Wait. should just follow that. Wait. Probably follow that before you follow Wide Open Sportscast. Yeah. That's not true. But uh, it wins. But yeah, they're definitely a winner this year. What you got next? Uh, John Fox with his backfired, um, his backfired challenge when he was challenging um, that it was a touchdown. It was ruled that their running back was down at the one. He reached out for it, but then and he said they got the touchdown. But then when they reviewed it, it ended up that it was a fumble. The ball was coming loose, and since it was a fumble out the end zone, it was a touchback for the other team. So. Pair, probably the last in John Fox's tenure. There's going to be so many. This is going to be a crazy year for coaches. They're predicting oh. about 12 coaches to be fired within Monday and Tuesday after Sunday. Uh, yeah. Just there's going to be coaches getting fired left and right. I mean, it's going to be a, like I think similar to what last year's NBA uh, offseason was. This NFL offseason is going to be fun. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of players that are going to be either signed to the franchise tag or don't want to be signed to the franchise Kirk tag. Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, well, I hope Le'Veon Bell is the he probably want to play. But, um, yeah, I mean, the coach's part is going to be huge, too. I feel like that's always more, that's always bigger in NFL than it is in the game today. Uh, my next one is just the ball family in general. Just period. Just period. Uh, whether it's Lonzo having an okay start to his career, uh, LeVar opening his big mouth, the two other sons going... Leangelo up, getting arrested in Leandro China. Leangelo getting arrested, Leangelo and, uh, what's, his, what's the other one's name? Lamelo. Lamelo going, playing for a professional team in Lithuania. The, the Twitter fight we've all been waiting for, LeVar Ball versus Donald Trump. <laughs> that one. Uh, every every LeVar Ball appearance on TV, um, the big baller brand and the ridiculousness of the pricing of the shoes and the, and the clothes. You're not a big baller. Uh, the league that LeVar Ball is going to be trying to start for... It's pretty much like a, I guess it would be instead of it would be an alternative going to college, mm-hmm. and you actually getting paid at least ten thousand dollars a month. Uh, that's definitely going to draw some attention there. But so. I will say though, for the Lakers, since Lonzo's been out with his um, sprained shoulder, the Lakers have not been very good. 
I feel like everyone everyone wants a, a especially a rookie of his caliber to them to be immaculate. Everyone wants perfection. But like they have been around. dreadful without Lonzo. Yeah. Like no, Lonzo I mean, he's, at least he's good at distributing yeah. the ball. He, like he does it right. That's and, what they said is like the the Lakers and also, like have just been they 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 said they're trying to ISO, attention. yeah. Yeah. He drags attention away from the defenders and people people want to take down Lonzo Ball because of LeVar Ball, but also that creates openings for And other Lonzo players. finds the opening people where no one else can. Like Caldwell Pope probably threw up the ugliest shot of the year last night. It might it comes close to when Jared Jack had that heave that went fifteen rows back, almost hit the upper deck in the garden. Um, watch it if you can. Good lord. Yeah. Uh, and then last, just the, the ridiculousness of the Bills Mafia. Yes. <laughs> Jumping off of uh, trailers, trying to break tables in half and setting themselves on everyone, fire in the process. Bautista bombed. Bautista bomb. Bautista, Bautista bombing their girlfriends and wives and people getting concussions, broken arms. Man, I, I, I want the Bills to make the playoffs just to see, even though it would be an away game. Just to see someone die. Just to see a Bills Mafia playoff tailgate, even if it's away. So if they, so if they're the six, if they get in, Baltimore loses, and the Bills win, they're in as the five or the six, depending on how Tennessee does. So they'll probably be going to see the Jags or um, Kansas City. I would love to see a Bills Mafia playoff tailgate. Yeah. I can only imagine it. And then, um, what's your last point? It is us, Feds. Us Aww. The Wide Open Sportscast. 19 episodes in. Almost half of a year. Yes. We are, uh, we are on a roll right now. And it's been fun. I can't wait to continue it on after the new year. Yeah. Bigger and better in 2018. So, um... A little note to wrap up the show today. Um, we always want to go into a new year with some good news on uh, a feel-good story. And Rick had already hit, hit on this. Um, Eagles defender uh, Chris Long, who has donated every game check this year to charity. He's not taking any of his money. He's given it all to charity. He's been picking different charities and giving a ch- game check yeah, there. decided to do that at the beginning of the year. And was described as former President Obama a president who also has been commenting on the NFL this year. But instead of talking about the kneeling and everything, Obama said that that is the model example of what America is all about. Just being a good, generous person, using your money for good. Yeah. So good for you, Chris Long. Yeah. Good see, for you, see, see you tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you uh, on the field tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But with that, this is the Wide Open Sportscast. Follow us on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Just type in Wide Open Sportscast. You'll find us at the top there. Also, follow us on Twitter at Wide Open underscore Sports, where we'll be tweeting out. We may tweet out some of these, some of our top three, and see which ones you guys think is the best of 2017. But with that, I'm Rick. I am Fens, and have a wonderful new year enjoy with your families be safe don't do anything dumb or illegal even though we know some of you will um and we will see you in the new year happy new year everyone bye-bye do you believe these guys are our future leaders in america thank you so very much for all the appreciation and all the great moments that we've experienced together you stay classy that's all folks